Hello and welcome to Safe Travels. I am your host, Damien. On Safe Travels, we find expert advice so that you can enjoy worry-free travel. Today's show is a little bit different. We are going to be speaking about the world of private jets and how the chartering business works. We will be joined on the show by Scott Buss, who is the founder and CEO of Advent Jets. There are a few groups that will find the show interesting. First of all, if you are a business traveler, you might learn something about the potential ROI of using private jets on business trips. It might make a lot more sense than you think. Second of all, if you are are a higher net worth listener and you have never explored the world of private jets, you can learn a little bit more about how that works. And finally, if you're just curious about the world of private jets, you'll learn a little bit about the business, general pricing, and basically just get a glimpse into that world. It is not a long show, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Scott is very informative about his topic. He knows what he's talking about. And as he says in the show, he truly believes in trust and transparency as a foundation for business. Show notes will be available. You can find them at our Twitter feed. The handle is Safe Travels FM. Please enjoy this conversation with Scott Buss from Advent Jets. Scott, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Damien, for having me. Appreciate it. Would you mind giving the audience a quick overview of who you are, what you do, and your area of expertise? Sure, that'd be great. My, my expertise is private aviation. Um, background is 20 years with high net worth clients in real estate and mortgage. Always developed a relationship with high net worth and individuals, as I always say, any type of business that you run or friendship, it's about trust and transparency. So I'm more of a luxury with the private aviation, but we expand on just the private travel. That's a little bit about what we do is the private aviation. And how did this start for you? What's your background going way back? Sure. My background going way back is growing up in Wisconsin in the Midwest. There's a EAA, it's called Experimental Aircraft Association show in Oshkosh, Wisconsin every year for all private aviation enthusiasts. And so I always had took a like to that. And after that, moving out to Scottsdale, Arizona from the Midwest, I wanted to do something different with my background and utilize my relationships. And so I got into the private aviation and I wanted to learn that business. However, I'm a perfectionist, so I wanted to take what other people taught me and how I could start my own business and kind of tweak some of the advantages and my, my expertise and create my own. I'd like to learn a little bit about the business. This show is it's called Safe Travels. We focus on helping people travel worry-free. We're aimed at a pretty broad range of consumers. I think there's an assumption that this is out of reach for a lot of people, and I'd love to get into that a little bit later, but can you start with just an overview of, I'm completely new to this, I think a lot of listeners probably are. How does private jet chartering work? How does the business work in general? Sure, great question, Damien. So private aviation, there's a lot of different companies out there. We've all heard of them. The biggest misconception or biggest thing about private jet companies is a lot of things that are different is a lot of them will just do your basic transportation of air and basic catering. And on top of that, a lot of them have membership fees or you have to fly minimum hours or you got to give the minimum notice. As you know, a lot of people that do fly or don't fly, they like to know within 30 or 40 days they're going on a trip. Or if it's an A-list or a celebrity that it's in a family emergency, well, you can put somebody up within four to six hours. So I created Advent Jets. I'm basically your global destination from A to Z. You need a chauffeur company. I, I, I'm basically got your chauffeur, executive bodyguard, your yachts, your villas, you name it. I put it together. So those are the relationships that I form. So I'm not just a private jet company. I'm more of a lifestyle experience company. So then just focusing on the private jet side. Are you a broker or do you actually handle the aircraft themselves? Is there a difference between those two? Sure. It's a great question. I am a jet broker. The difference between the broker and the operators, the operators own the aircraft. I always use this example. Brokers, 
Kind of like when you have a mortgage or real estate questions, you go to the bank and a lot of times the bank can only allow so many different programs. You go to a mortgage broker, they have different programs for, you know, kind of more of a boutique for like a self-employed borrower or somebody that maybe has a little different FICO or credit score. So kind of same thing with a jet broker. I built and developed my relationships with the owner operators and it allows me to shop and get the best available options and price for my clients so they don't have to do that. The only thing that hurts that is if you get somebody that does shop, which people do, they shop six or seven brokers, you could end up getting 40 different prices because everybody knows that trip is getting shopped. So you deal with a lot of different plane operators. Are you, are you able to access planes from all different resources and get them utilized and get them making money? Sure. So basically, it's a great question. I have access to 4,000 aircraft in the world at any given time. Obviously, certain regions, certain areas, obviously with the travel ban that was on, there's certain countries, logistics that can't travel to certain areas. However, with that being said, I do work with some of the bigger companies. However, some of them, they're just membership only. So I do have an in and out of certain places. The prices can range. And like I said, it's all about trust and transparency. Uh, you can get prices from, I can get a price for this price. And then within the same type of aircraft or same trip, it could be thirty, forty thousand $40,000 higher because you're dealing with a different operator. So it's, like I said, it's all about trust and transparency. And when you mention membership, a yep. lot of the different programs, there's a base fee. And then do you pay for each trip on top of that? Correct. So most memberships out there, they could be 5,000, 50,000, 100,000, whatever the membership could be. You might have to book 25 hour increments. You might have to give 12 hour notice. You might be in a seven passenger plane, but if you need to go up to a 14 or 15 passenger plane, you got to pay to upgrade. Plus you got to pay hourly. And mo most hourlies is usually it could be $2,000 to $10,000 per hour, depending on the aircraft type. What extra are people getting from the membership? Because with a broker, it sounds like somebody calls you up, you set up the plane, you get some quotes, and it's a bit more direct. So what, to play the other side, what would you get out of that membership that you might not get from you? Well, and that's a great question. And that's kind of why I launched Anvent Jets is because I wanted to compete with all those companies because I believe in trust and transparency. I can do anything those companies can without the membership. Although I do have a membership program available, it's very, very, very affordable. However, you get benefits like with my yacht partner, you can get some discount off my yacht. You can get discounts off some of my other services. If you are a CEO of a company and you want to be on a worldwide CEO roundtable Zoom call that I'm a, I'm a part of, there's just different things. But I believe in transparency. My company can do anything that these other companies can do. Why charge a membership? Why not be transparent? Because if it's a business, a lady, a family, and they're only going to travel once or twice, why lock them into a $25,000 membership where I can pass that savings on to them and they might want to fly again? So is your model a bit more rare or are there many people that do what you do? No. Most jet brokers do basically the flight and maybe transportation. I'm basically doing it all. If you want to golf with Tiger Woods, I can facilitate that. You want to go to a Formula One race in Abu Dhabi with a yacht, I can facilitate that. You want to go to the Super Bowl, Grammys, you want executive protection, I work with the government, you, I have a global chauffeur company, I have an affiliate relationship with all the Hyatt brands global. So even if I have, I work with villa companies, private islands, I have built all of these relationships. And with my business, I've built it with no marketing, no PR, all organically myself. I see. There are other brokers out there that have that model as far as private jets go, but you're adding 
it seems like luxury travel advisor services as well with everything else that you just mentioned. Correct. I would say I'm more of a luxury lifestyle management company. I offer basically the door to destination experience. I want to control it all because in hospitality, as you know, if somebody has a bad experience and you don't control it, less likely they're going to want to do something with you again. So the more resources or the more affiliate partnerships that you have in working together that are like-minded people, less likely they're going to have a bad experience. I have some clients that don't fly private. They fly commercial, but they need me for executive protection or they need they want to stay at a villa or whatever. It's not I started my business with a private aviation. So I mentioned a little bit earlier in the intro that many would assume that this is out of their range. It's other people that travel this way. Is that a fair assumption that people have? How, how true is it that it's not feasible for most? You know, it is, it is costly, but there are options out there. The reason I say that is about 60% of the private aircraft that fly, it's empty. They're empty. It's all about repositioning. A lot of logistics go into it. For instance, if you have a, a couple people in L.A. and they want to fly down to San Diego, there could be an empty aircraft where you could get six, seven people on. It might be a $10,000 round-trip flight. It sounds expensive, but think of the return on investment when you go down there. If you're going for a football game or you're going for three or four meetings and you're doing the meetings all. So it's got to be cost-effective for everybody, um, but it, it can be pricey. But you just got to know um, if somebody's coming in and saying, well, I want to fly round-trip from – Chicago to Scottsdale, is it going to be $1,000? No, you're, you're going to have to fly first class, unfortunately. But there are exceptions out there for one ways. Empty legs is another word. I don't like to say that. It just doesn't sound as professional. But there are empty aircraft out there that you know you can get a steep discount at. I was going to ask about empty legs. So that's the concept there. There are planes that might take somebody one direction, and then that plane needs to get back to where it started from. Correct. So those seats would be empty leg seats. Correct. And basically, we don't share. My company doesn't share. There's some companies out there that, you know, have aircraft with 30 other seats. And if you buy a seat, you're sharing it with 29 other people. Mine's exclusive. If you're renting the aircraft, you get the aircraft. If it's seven passenger, 15 passenger. And the nice thing is, is with the seven passengers, if, if it's going one way empty and I can get it at a discount price for you, and pass it on to you, it's already going to that location anyway because it's either picking up the client or it's taking that client to another location. So that's why logistics is so important with flying private. Most people don't understand it. And I, I welcome a phone call and explain it because, like I said, I believe in building business on trust and transparency. And then all of that, the logistics of moving things around, do you handle that in-house with software or is that done by somebody else? I have a team. I have a software and I have a delegation team that does all the operations for me. You mentioned a little bit about pricing too, hourly rates. Can you give a rule of thumb for how pricing works? Uh, rule of thumb, obviously, it's just going to be depending on the size of the jet. The more seats, obviously, the more expensive. I'll just use a rule of thumb. You're talking anywhere from two to $8,000 per hour. Give you an idea, round trip from New York to LA, that could be a thirty to $50,000 round trip. But you got to look at what kind of aircraft you're getting. You got to understand you got the crew. You got to understand if you're staying overnight because you got to put the crew up. All these cost factors go into the pricing. Overseas, very expensive compared to domestic. Overseas could be, you're talking a couple hundred thousand dollar flight, maybe 150,000 one way, 120,000, because obviously it's a big aircraft. So everybody's a little bit different. Domestically is a little more affordable, but like I said, it depends. Um, popular routes are like New York to Florida, vice versa, Florida up to New York. You got the Midwest, you got out West. And like I said, if I have a client in New York, why am I going to reach out to somebody in Scottsdale that 
the New York operators probably have aircraft that will be less expensive and already over there. Just down the road from me a little ways, there's a small airport. I was curious about how small of an airport can private jet travel use? Is this something that people can go to a, a small local regional airport and, and utilize it, a plane like yours? Correct. Uh, it depends on what aircraft. Now, if you're talking a Gulfstream or a Falcon, which is a bigger aircraft, obviously those strips got to be a little bit longer. But the nice thing is with private aviation, you can go into a bigger metropolitan city, and a lot of them do have smaller airports. And so that's kind of the nice thing. It's a, we call them FBO, fixed-based operator. So it's less traffic, you know, depends on what city. I mean, like California, instead of flying into LAX, you can fly into John Wayne, which is obviously a smaller airport, less traffic, easier to get in and out with cars and security and things like that. So yes, to answer your question, different depends on the length of the runway, what aircraft. And, you know, that's something that I, I pretty much know where it can go and what can't go. So for someone that's thinking about something like this and they haven't done it before, what are common mistakes people make when they are trying to charter a plane that you can help them avoid? Well, basically, know who you're doing business with, trust and transparency, make sure that my client's safety is number one. Um, I don't like to use this in a negative way. Obviously, what happened to Colby is very tragic, but that helicopter should not have been flying because due to the weather. And so I take my client's safety over everything. And if the operator, the pilots say, hey, we don't want to run, they're not running because of the safety is number one. I would say look into something like that. You look into referrals, you know, look at maybe Google Business. Um, their website, ask them questions, maybe jump on a call with the CEO, do your homework. Basically, it's like anything that you buy these days, you got access out there and ask, ask the certain questions that you would want to know. We talked about price a little bit, and I'm sure there are different myths about what you do that are very common misconceptions. Can you help debunk any that are quite common? Sure. One of the biggest is obviously is the membership fees. I know some other jet brokers that will charge just a $1,500 to $2,000 fee just, just to fly with them. I believe in no membership, no fees, but I do have I do have a membership program where it, but it's it's less than $1,000. But you do get return on investment. You're going to see, you're going to get no blackout dates. You're going to have a dedicated 24-7 air, aircraft professional with you on the phone or at your disposal. There's, there's a lot of myths out there just like buying a car. Don't buy this. Don't buy that. But I, I would say the biggest thing is what, don't, don't trust a broker. Don't go through a broker. And the reason why is the broker is your best friend. We're trying to give you, and I'm not speaking for them. I'm speaking for myself. Advent Jets, we're here to give you the best possible options, affordable for you, and let you pick what's best for you. Versus going to one company and having one or two options, I can give you, maybe present you four or five options and price factor, you know. So there's a little bit of misconception regarding that. You know, I, I, I know the owner of Wheels Up, Kenny. And like I said, I love competing against all those guys. And it's just, I, I bring a different brand in with private aviation where it's going in the next couple of years, literally. And I don't mean this in a bad way. It's taken off with everything that's going on. There is an upside in private aviation and luxury travel. Mm -hmm. Is it growing? Yes, very much so. And why do you think that is? I think it is, is because a lot of people, for one, don't want to travel. Obviously, the coronavirus probably scared some people. Second of all, if it's cost effective and you could fly, say, Scottsdale to, you want to go to three spots in California and do three to five business meetings in a day and come back 
and you don't have to rent a car, you don't have to drive, hotel, your return on investment could be there. It's often less people you have to deal with. You can conduct business if you're bringing a couple associates with you. You've got some of the aircraft, you have Wi-Fi, so you can still conduct business. Um, it's using your time wisely. No different than if you're getting an Uber ride and you, you want to work, you, you're going to be on your phone. So there's just more of a need for private travel. Have you heard of any sort of new models people are talking about to make it more accessible to, to people? I have not. I, I know there's some companies out there that do like a, you can fly round trip certain places for a thousand bucks, you know, give or take, but you're sharing the aircraft with 29 other people. To me, that's great, but that's not flying private. That's just kind of like an Uber and Air. Um, so I, I don't, I work with more of an executive. I like to be more of a hands-on, more of a private approach with my clients and with whoever I work with. Well, Scott, thank you very much. I think this has been an interesting conversation, just that it doesn't speak to every consumer out there, but there are certainly some that it has crossed their mind before. So I think it's brought some good insight into how the business works a bit, and I appreciate it. Thanks for joining today. Where would you like to send people to find you online? Where can they learn more about you? Sure. You can find me at adventjets.com. Advent Jets is on Google Business. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. That's great. Scott, we'll put everything in the show notes so that people can find that, and uh, I appreciate you joining I appreciate your time, Damien. You have a blessed day. Thanks. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation today. Remember, there will be show notes and links. You can find links to show notes from our Twitter page. Our Twitter handle is Safe Travels FM. I have a small favor to ask. This is a new show, and so far feedback has been great, but we could use a good boost. There are a lot of ways that you can help. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. You can rate us on the Apple Podcast app. You can share it with friends. You can share it to social media. All of these things would help. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again. Safe travels. <laughs>